Hello, class. <laughs> we welcome everybody to Faith School. I'm Keith Moore, and we've reserved you a seat right here in the front, like always. Get your Bible, get something to take notes on, and get ready to receive. What happens in Faith School? In Faith School, our faith is fed, our spirit grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. The body of Christ, the church of the Lord Jesus, is not supposed to be a weak, defeated, frustrated, confused bunch. We are to overcome every obstacle that appears in our life. We are to let the greater one in us demonstrate God's goodness and God's keeping power in our lives. Let's agree in faith together in prayer. Everybody that's joined together in this class all over the world, let's release our faith that exactly what we need to see and hear, we will see and hear today. In Jesus' name, Father, we all agree together as touching this, asking for utterance, asking for eyes and ears and hearts that can see, hear, and receive. Only you can minister to all of us individually at the same time exactly what we need, and we submit ourselves to the great teacher, the Holy Spirit, and we submit ourselves to the textbook, your holy word. We consider and we accept it as our, uh, the final word, the final authority on every issue. And we purpose not to be hearers only, but doers of what you show us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. If you would turn again to the 10th chapter of Romans, Romans 10 and about verse 13, we've been studying this week on how faith comes. If you haven't been with us, go back and um, watch the previous uh, messages for this week and the week before and the week before as far as you want to go back because we're building each week on what we learned the previous week. We've learned that faith is not just a set of beliefs. Faith is not a group. Faith is not a movement for a period of time. Faith is how God himself functions. It's how he operates. It's how he has created everything. And it's what he's called us, the way he's called us to live and function. The just shall live by faith, the scripture said. The just shall walk by faith. Well, you can only talk about how wonderful faith is. Faith pleases God. Faith overcomes the world. Uh, you only talk about that so long and then you, you, you're thinking, okay, how do I get me some of this? How do I get faith? And that's what we've been on this week. And we found the answer right here in the textbook. In Romans, the 10th chapter and the 13th verse, it says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This works for anybody, everybody. How will they call on him in whom they have not believed? What's the answer? They can't. They won't. How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? They can't. They won't. How shall they hear without a preacher? 
Now, if you've read this or heard this a number of times, it's easy to just look at it and go, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. But this reveals some of the most important things you could ever learn in life. This is how God has ordained that people get saved. It's the way. There are not several different ways. There's this and only this that works. It's also how we live and, and walk by faith. How will they hear without a preacher? How will they preach? Shall they preach except they be sent? As it's written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, the good news of peace, and bring glad tidings of good things. For they've not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed their report? Or like we said before, that word report means hearing. Verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's say that out loud, class. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. That's how faith comes. When we're talking about faith, we're talking about faith in God, not just faith indiscriminately. You know, you can have uh, faith in uh, other people. You can have faith in things. But we're talking specifically about faith. You can have faith in yourself. We're talking specifically about faith in God. And faith in God comes from hearing God. And you can't, he had just previously said, how can you believe in him in whom you've not heard? You can't. And you can't have faith in God to do something in your life that you haven't heard him tell you he would do. Now, the, uh, the words, like we said, translated in uh, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, uh, are the words rhema and Christos, are the, the word for Christ. So faith comes by hearing and specifically hearing the rhema, the spoken word, Christos, anointed, hearing the anointed spoken word, not just hearing anything. Uh, Timothy talks about being nourished up in the words of faith, and he also uh, cautions people not to listen, he said, to old wives' fables and uh, you know, things that are made up and just ideas of men, there are actually a lot of things preached and taught that won't feed your faith. Uh, religious tradition that's just the, the invention of man won't feed your faith. It won't give you faith in God. And people elaborating on their intellectual musings about what they think God might be like or what they imagine His will might be, just people's theorizing. That won't give you faith. We learned yesterday, faith is not a product of the mind, the intellect. The Scripture said, with the heart man believes. And Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, and that's the same word for word, as is in Romans 10, 17, that spoken word, that anointed word, 
is what we live by. Every anointed spoken word that comes out of the mouth of God is food for our spirit and nourishment for our faith, which is of our heart. You need things to feed your body, but you also need to feed your heart. You need to feed the inner man. And, uh, you know, I've said this sometimes, and uh, it's, it sounds humorous, but, you know, it'd be uh, helpful if all teaching and preaching had a nutritional label on it. <laughs> and, uh, of course, now who would be qualified <laughs> to put those labels on? But uh, if they were accurate, every sermon, every uh, message preached, every lesson taught that's supposed to be the Bible, if it was accurate, it might say uh, 10% filler. You know, it might say 5% uh, just human opinion. Uh, actually, that'd be a lot higher on some, some messages. But uh, then you might get down to 20% word, anointed Word of God. And everybody would like to imagine, oh, no, no, mine's 100% anointed Word of God. Well, that's wishful thinking. But the more we learn how to yield to Him and cut out the superfluous, unnecessary human opinion, and I'm not saying that's easily done or quickly done, our minds have to be renewed. We have to change. And there needs to be a lot of anointed word coming into you in order to get to the place where what's coming out of you is not just a concoction of a bunch of stuff. But praise God, this book we know is 100% Word of God. No fillers, no artificial additives or preservatives. It is what your spirit needs. It is spiritual nutrition. It'll feed your faith. It'll feed your heart. It'll give you the fruit of the Spirit. It'll, it'll feed your love and your joy and your faith and your self-control. And the list goes on. The stronger our spirits are, the less daunting problems seem. The stronger our faith is, the smaller problems appear to us because all we see is how big God is. And all we see is how strong the Spirit is and how true the Word is. And that brings, that shrinks everything else down by comparison. Our faith comes by the uh, rhema Christos, the anointed spoken word. Jesus said this. Let's look at it in John 6.63. They'll put it on the screen for us. John 6.63, Jesus said, it's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words, Jesus said, that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. We live in a society that doesn't value words the way God does. We live in, uh, in the worldly influence to where, you know, people just say all manner of things 
that they don't mean, that they don't believe, and have no uh, concept of words as spiritual containers, words that release power. But we're still talking about how do we get faith? How do we get faith? Faith comes from God. And when we're born again, He put in us a measure of the very same faith that's in Him. That faith needs to be fed and nurtured and exercised and developed. And the way it's fed is through words. Words. I've said this sometimes. It'll bear repetition. A word is a container. Of course, you know, there's different languages. And so uh, if, if you speak a language to me that I don't understand, it doesn't matter what you put in the word. It's difficult for me to get it out. So depending on the, the word, it's just letters, characters strung together. Doesn't mean anything unless I understand it or unless a quantity comes out of that word into me. I can take the word hello, H-E-L-L-O. If you don't understand English, that might not mean anything to you. But then even if you do understand, I can put all kind of things in that same word. I can say, hello. I can say, hello. <laughs> I can say, hello. Nah. What, I'm putting different spiritual content into the same container. Well, read it again. What does Jesus put in the words he speaks? Life. Oh, hallelujah. Can you see this? He said it's the Spirit, and he's talking about, of course, his Spirit. The Holy Spirit quickens. That word quicken means make full of life. Quicken. It, uh, it could be compared even to a shock. <laughs> Uh, power coming out of an electrical socket or, uh, you know, pull, dragging your foot across the carpet and building static electricity and, and it pops. It's, it's a, a living, quickening thing. We're living beings and there are uh, electrochemical uh, things happening in the synapses of our in the function of our brain. There are what we call involuntary things going on. What's causing your heart to beat? You know, you're not sitting there thinking, going, okay, beat again, <laughs> beat again, beat again. Thank the Lord. Yeah. It just is all happening automatically, but it's electrical uh, and chemical uh, and electrochemical things happening and we, we know a little bit, thank God for what our doctors and researchers and scientists have learned, but truly, in truth, we know so little about it compared to what there is to be known. But the one who made us knows everything about it, and he has told us that life and death is in the power of spoken words. He's told us that we get saved by words. He's told us that we release power and faith by words. 
Thank God, with the, with the heart man believes and with the mouth we speak. He said, the spirit quickens, the flesh profits nothing. The words I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Not just any speaking will, give you, will cause faith to come to you. Anointed speaking will cause How does faith come? It comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema, spoken word, Christos, anointed, the anointed spoken word. If my faith needs to be built, I need to hear anointed words in that area. Maybe your faith is strong, that God is real, that he loves you, that he's heard your prayer, he hears your prayers, that your sins are forgiven, your name's in the Lamb's book of life. But if you need healing or you need your bills paid, you need faith in those areas too. If you, if you need healing, you need faith for healing. If you need uh, uh, bills paid and uh, material provision, you need faith in that area. How am I going to get faith in the area of getting my needs met? I need to hear anointed words in that area. And that's where many have, have not understood. I've had people tell me, well, you know, uh, so-and-so, they have a lot of faith. And uh, I don't know what they mean by that. I don't know if they know what they mean by that. They have a lot of faith, but for some reason, they still have trouble in this area. But again and again in talking with them, maybe they do have a lot of faith that God is real, that God loves them, that they're saved. But if you start talking about this area, they have no faith in that area. They have no confidence, no expectation, no sense of victory. They're not saying any positive or overcoming things. Why? They haven't heard anointed words in that area. Faith must be developed in each area. How does faith for finances come? Hearing anointed words in that area from God. How does faith for healing come? Hearing anointed words from God in that area. Faith for healing. Faith for protection. Faith for peace of mind. And thank God... Like the scripture says, God's word is medicine, and he's got medicine for everything. Every area is covered if you feed on all the scripture. Now, I don't mean, you know, you have to read, uh, uh, you know, 300 chapters every day and on, on every area. I don't mean that. But if you'll follow the leading of the Lord as months go by, and if you go to a church where anointed word is preached, Different subjects will be covered. Uh, the Spirit of God will guide whoever's doing the teaching and preaching. And if you'll, if you'll feed on the Word regularly, then you'll eventually cover different areas and different things. And you need it, just like the body uh, can't just live on potato chips alone. The body needs different uh, vitamins, different minerals. Uh, it needs different things. Well, we need the different things that's in the Word. Uh, 
I went to minister to a man one time who was in need of healing. And uh, as I talked to him, I encouraged him to spend some time. You know, he was there watching TV and a bunch of stuff on there. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be good to just turn that off and feed on different passages of Scripture. He said, you're talking about the Bible. I said, yeah. He said, oh, I've read some of that. I've read some of that. And what is, I knew immediately there's a problem here. He didn't understand how this works. You know, what if I came to the, uh, the cafeteria, the buffet, and I put my tray down, and I'm sliding down through there, and I looked and I saw potatoes. Oh, I had those back in 69. <laughs> you know, beans. Oh, I had some of those in 72, you know. If I'm never going to eat the same thing twice, I'm going to starve. Right? No food for the body, even though you ate potatoes in 69, they will minister strength to you again in 2018. Right? The same potatoes, but you need to eat them again. Why? Because those 1969 potatoes are gone. They are not. You, have, you, you got benefit from them, but they're not helping you today. Faith comes by eating and eating, hearing and hearing. Uh, the scripture says the, the ear tries words, I believe it's in Job, like the uh, mouth tastes food. Physically, we eat with our mouth and it comes into us. Spiritually, we eat with our ears. I know that sounds a little odd, but that's what the, the scriptures reveals. We eat with our ears, and you can actually taste words. Some words are bitter. Some words are sweet. Some words will heal. Some words will pierce your heart and hurt you. Some words are life. Some words are death. They're poison. There are things we don't need to hear. There are words that are absolutely poison to our insides, to our inner being. There are words, if you'll take them and, and listen to them and believe them, they'll destroy your faith in God. They will rob you of your peace and your joy. They will depress you. They will scare you. We need to be selective about what we eat spiritually. I mean, that's one of the things that God has given us. You know, you, you can go to the refrigerator and, and get some milk that's been there too long and, and pour it in a glass and you hold it up to your nose and your nose will tell you, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> this milk is bad. And if you move too fast and you get past your nose and you get it in your mouth, your tongue, right? Your mouth will tell you, no, 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 no. No, do not send this down. <laughs> Go to the sink, right? Get this. You should have listened to the nose. And now you've gone too far. <laughs> Spit it out. Well, we, we laugh about it, but our body is telling us this is bad. Don't put this in me. Because what if you wind up ignoring the, the nose? Ignoring the tongue, ignoring the mouth, and you just send it on down. Well, depending on how bad it is, 
It can be in just a few minutes or sometimes it can be hours later. Your, your uh, stomach, your intestines, your digestive system is going, what do we do with this? This is bad stuff. <laughs> and so you, you, you can get sick, right? Eating something bad, something that's spoiled, something that's gone bad. It can be poisonous. It can be life-threatening. You can get sick, and people have died from eating the wrong thing. Well, Jesus said, man doesn't live, Matthew 4, 4. Man doesn't live by bread, food, natural food alone. We live, and we need, every anointed word that comes out of the mouth of God. We need to know the Word well enough. And the Scripture talks about in Hebrews, our senses can be discerned, excuse me, can be developed to discern between good and evil. Now this is talking about spiritual discernment of what we're hearing. And uh, as newborn babes, he said, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. As soon as we start taking the milk of the word, we'll start growing. And we'll be able to handle stronger things from God. And we'll develop a sense of taste, of discernment. We'll recognize what's the word of God and by contrast, what is not. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they won't follow. Why? You've gotten, you've become acquainted, you've become so familiar with him and what he's saying to you, to when something that's not him is coming to you, it doesn't sound right. You, just like that spoiled milk, uh, something that's contrary to his word and not faith and not life, you'll hear it and your, your spiritual nose will go, mm, that doesn't smell good. That, something wrong with that. And if you go further and take it into your mind and start thinking about it, which is kind of like swishing it around in your mouth, if you listen, the Spirit of God will quicken you and go, no, 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 that's bad stuff. That's bad stuff. That'll hurt you. Do not swallow that. Do not meditate on that and accept that into your spirit. It can poison you. And it won't cause your spirit to die, but it can make you sick spiritually. It can hurt you. It can rob you. That's why the Lord's helping us. We're learning to discern between good and bad, between what's faith and what's fear, between what's joy and what's depression. And we're not going to drink the spoiled milk. Am I, am I right, class? We're not going to swallow that nasty stuff. We're going to spit it out. We are letting faith feed us. Say it out loud. I walk by faith. I live by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith. Giving glory to God. We'll see you next time in faith school.